that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> you didn't have to explain the details. It, did you? The, the extra you details. Did. You knew that you had said that such a long time ago that I would definitely need reminding. You already sensed in the so, in the Kalamazoo the, the the strength of the force. Happy hour, my man, Dennis. Thank God. What's up, man? Hey, man. Can you? Hey, man. So, what's up in your neck of the wood? Crazy day. Busy. I actually worked all day today. Quite Does your wood have a neck? Uh, yes. Okay. Does it have a nape? The nape of your woods? Hey, before I forget, because I'm going to forget. Um, oh, you lost it already. No, no, no. <laughs> keyword is, the keywords are old dolio, and it's Richard Jenkins, Deborah Winger, and Evan, oh, this young actress who is was all the rage in uh, the Ed Harrison series. What the hell was that? Yes, Anthony Rachel Hopkins Wood in the Westworld. Westworld, yes. yes. And so this is, this is definitely homework for you because you might be able to talk about it for three complete episodes. The zillionaires, yes. Cajillionaire. I want cajillionaires. I want there to be some serious discussion on that. Okay. I want you to see And if you're it. watching you this, it must be on HBO or something. Yes. Old Dolio is a mix between Billie Eilish and the Johnny Depp character. In what? Huh. Yes, Evan Rachel Wood, the s- yes. star, basically, of Westworld. She's from Raleigh, actually. Is she? Yeah. She has a voice as deep as any man's. Huh. And in this movie in particular, she uses that lower end of her voice, who's probably encouraged to do it. Oh, this is a movie. Two, two unquiet zillionaires, yes. To a, it's to a to a fascinating degree, and, and I don't know if Richard Jenkins much. He's been in a, a bunch of stuff. is a very strong second level character most of the time, but he was the star of this the oh, yeah. incredibly hit series Six Feet Under, where he played the uh, Undertaker who was killed by the bus in the first episode. But he is always can be very quirky in his characters. Have you seen uh, Witches of Eastwick? No, with, but I've I, I just looked up. I did an image search on him, and he looks like he could play any member of the White House staff. Yes. He's any man. Time. Yes. He's every man. He's, He's the any man or every man. The balding old dude that is everyone. Yeah. So, uh, so this is a movie that you've the, seen. Which is a piece of Jack Nicholson. He's in that as well with Michelle Pfeiffer and Cher and Susan Sarandon all in their unbelievable. In what movie is this you're talking about now? The Witches of Eastwick where Jack okay. Nicholson plays the devil. Right. Plays Beelzebub. Plays a version of the evil one which in its final. He seems cast for that like perfectly. Yes. Yes. And he images into his true self at the end of the movie, so I won't do a spoiler, but it, you will find it, I believe, as I did, the most unique manifestation and process for manifestation of the true nature of the evil one that I've ever seen on screen. Huh. I, was, the title rings a bell, but I had never once came close to watching that, so that's interesting. Well, Richard Jenkins is in that. That's the only reason I mentioned yeah. it. His character there is just as quirky and ends up, little spoiler here, being a murderer who, when he's done murdering his wife, Stop. just Stop. looks at the fireplace, realizes that the fireplace is nice and warm, and sets and picks up the book he'd been reading before he murdered his wife and smooths the page out and just look, reads the page. of It's a picture book of some kind, a huge mm-hmm. book that he was reading before the murderous event. But it's how he ranges in that character from where he started in the church in the opening church scene with him to Okay, that. okay. Don't tell me anymore. Short roll, remarkable journey, and, and a very small part of this. So there's not like major spoilers here. This is a he's a very small part. I think that's we've a, all that's a, that's a good appreciated a good book after a 
spousal murder. What's there must be a word for that. <laughs> does, does it everybody? Something aside. Yeah. Anyway. Last week I told you that we had gotten a kitten. Yes. And within a week it went from hiding from us so that we couldn't possibly touch it or get to it to climbing up the stairs of our house to sleep in my daughter's bed in one week. And it's just, it's still... They grow up fast. It's a little hard to catch, but it's, whenever I'm at home working and the kids are at school, it needs to be in my office batting around some piece of furniture in the same room. And it's just a lovable little fella. Seems to be hit so far. Today I took him to the vet for the first time. And uh-huh. uh, the cat was upset. No, the, the... Did the veterinarian cry? Yes, when she met you. No, I mean, she was clearly smitten. Because she had heard of you. Yeah. Was scared. No, but it, it, it went okay. I had to hold the little kitty down. She shoved a thermometer up its ass, but it didn't, turns out. Can't imagine. It's not into, uh, it's not into that sort of thing. It had the proper temperature, and it's a little bit too young to start with the vaccinations and stuff. But there is some concern that it might have some sort of parasite or something. I have been tasked with acquiring a sample of its oh, stool. Of its stool? Yes. And I have to take that back to the vet. Easier than to trying realized. to capture its urine. Easier than catching the urine. Indeed. We have already, it's, we've been... As part of the, oh, you want a cat, do you, uh, regimen, we've had, my kids are alternating between b- between days of kitty litter cleaning duty. And, and you know what you got? You know what, what I get? You got the cat shit blues. Cat shit blues. Da-da-da-da-da. Get it? Get it? Da-da-da-da-da. It's coming now. It's coming now. Thank you, cat food. Cat shit yeah, so we've collected a stool sample that I have to take. I in. went to the kitty litter. Bah, bah, da, da, da. I saw it was there. Bah, 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 bah. A long piece of shit. Bah, 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 da, da. And a dark red hair. Bah, bah, da, da, da. I didn't know bah, bah, da, 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 where that had come from. Bah, bah, da, da, da. But I tell you now, I got the cat shit blues. Because I'm thinking, dum, 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 dum. where did that red hair come from? Do, do. Well, my baby, she got brown hair. Oh, where did that red hair come from? So from the red cat. Yeah, <laughs> red cat. I mean, I've never seen a red cat. Hate to Orange call Sherlock cat. on you, but what's the biggest cat you've ever seen? I saw one in Maine that was, was so big that in order for it to crawl through the window to get in and out of the, the kind of shed room of the house where it came and went, the window had to be open halfway. It looked like a cat had swallowed whole a ham with the fat end at the cat's tail. And when the cat sat down, it looked absolutely pyramidic with its twitching tail. And I looked at it and said, oh, my God, look at the size of that cat. I swear, it weighed 20-some pounds. It was so big. How about you? What's your biggest cat? That's a big-ass cat. My biggest cat. This is not a question I was prepared for this evening you didn't get the show notes the, the, the... i know this is all scripted but like I, i'm supposed to say these words so the biggest cat in person that i've seen i haven't seen that many yeah cats. in person not... uh, you know, on the internet there's all sorts of weird cat not things. a strike let me put it to you this way what is the strangest cat you've seen in terms of its physical characteristics that's a general one i might have seen one of those hairless creepers oh yeah. That's a messed up sort of... You, you, but if you did, it isn't something that you wouldn't remember actually seeing. And you seem unsure. You would think if you saw something that frightening that you would actually remember that you did Yeah, the time it. and the place. Unless and stuff. you were really young. Then yeah. You were really young. And I could be conflating just photos that I've seen. With real life? Yeah, that happens. That's what is real, man. 
I don't know. Real. What's conflation? What's conflation? Think about it. What isn't conflated? Every hour is conflated into a day. How dare you? And then there's inflation, which makes right. every day worthless. And then so. there's degradation, what happens after that happens. Yeah. And then here we are. you got a lot of coats on your rack. What's the weather there? It's warmed up, though, right? Yeah, that's why they're all on the rack. a little fishing village? Yeah. Uh -huh. it's just... But it doesn't get over 75. It's been 84, 85 this week. Hit 90 once. Humid. I've, I've put fans around the house to blow the air around even more than what the air conditioning is. So what do you got there? A little coke, rum and coke? Indeed. How's your, how's your arm feeling? Thank you for asking. Pretty good. My arm is doing better. Like, it's no longer, like, hurts to sit at my desk. And for the past couple days this week, I have been able to get a fair amount of work done. I've been using my left hand for mouse movements, which has been a nice break for my right hand, but my left hand doesn't use those muscles very much, and so it's starting to hurt. Yeah, and it, it sounds to me like it was an injury, and the thing about injuries of this nature that it isn't what happened just before you knew it hurt. It's what happened within the days before it hurt. Correct. Lots of time an injury is just absorbed. And so sometimes you got to think back, what did you, were you reaching somewhere and pushed it and, and thought, oh, that's going to hurt, or maybe didn't think it's going to hurt, but or used the muscle? I Otherwise, just think it, it was... Like, I spent seven days working at the computer in a row. Yeah. And, of course, that's seven days plus the five days. It was too much. Yeah. And when I when we had our last call, had I gone to the physical therapist yet, or was I about to? Do you remember? I think I was... I had an appointment to go. You had it the next day. You had it the next day. Right. So I went to this place that they, they really specialize in work on athletes and sports and stuff. But the lady that was in there with the appointment before me was in her 60s, and she made another appointment for, for the next time to, to get um, whatever done to her. And so I went in, and there was, it was this, this young guy who, 27 we'll call him, and he talked to me about what had happened, and then he, he sort of laid me down on this table and did some crazy shit to my arm and back and stuff. And but it was clear to me that he knew what he was doing. He knew how all the muscles were connected. He was searching connected. for where the problem was specifically, what and, particular muscle bone group. And there were moments when he was, he said, okay, and now, and then he just went away mentally. He was an android sort of calculating, blah, 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 blah. And I said, and now what? And he said, hold on, I'm thinking about going through my catalog of muscles of what this could be and how I could possibly help you in this hour or whatever. And I was there for an hour and he massaged the shit out of my arm and shoulder and right side of my back. And it felt amazing like he had this this vibrator tool that like was uh -huh. and a handheld vibrator something or other like a flat pad I, I don't even i didn't even see it with my eyes it was i was face down and but it was it in the palm of his hand probably i don't know it felt more it like a, felt more like a thing that he would had a drill bit handle on but i don't know but it felt fantastic and hurt so good as massages often do uh -huh. and while i was sitting there i was thinking man my left side is getting jealous about all this attention that my right side is getting and it and it was great and we talked a bit about he asked me where I'm from and, and, and stuff and he talked he talked about how now there are more and more people that live this sedentary office lifestyle and that it's important not just to come to the physical therapist when you are hurt but to to maybe come before and also to just going to the physical therapist and then going back to just sit on the couch isn't going to fix your problems you have to actually put in the work to build the core muscles and blah 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 and I liked him it, it had none of the sort of 
mumbo jumbo that some chiropractors uh-huh. have where he wasn't talking about oh your negative energy here needs to be spread over to whatever it, none of that stuff it was clearly medical muscle group stuff and it felt great and i left that place with my head held high and my shoulders uh-huh. back and just feeling feeling great you're, you're and then i woke up it the next got no mumbo jumbo and then i woke up the next morning and it felt like i had just been in a fight where someone had just pummeled the shit out of oh, my yeah. shoulder and right side. And oh, I was worse oh. than I had been the whole time just uh-huh. because he had done that. Like he had, but he had maybe, he had wiped it. He had wiped maybe it. that's what my muscles needed to like have the shit beat out oh, of them so there. that they could then grow yep. back stronger or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, you I, got the mumbo jumbo. Yeah. That's what you got. Yeah. And so since then, he didn't give you no mumbo jumbo, but you got the mumbo jumbo. That, that awakened every nerve in all of those places that had been deadened by lack of use and then awakened, they were infused your whole body with probably some type of endorphin or whatever. But the next day when that receded and you were left with the residual effects of those things being awakened right. and what it took to awaken them by way of physical manipulation. Right. That the, the like I'd been in a wonderful effect yeah. had worn off and it was the proverbial honeymoon is over type Indeed. thing. But then the next day, better. You drank a lot of water to do too much. And then I also, that same day, I went to the actual medical doctor, and he gave me anti-inflammatory medicine because he explained that even though it doesn't look like your arm is any bigger or inflamed in any way, what's actually happening is inside your arm, the muscles are inflamed. And so he gave me some anti-inflammation meds uh, for 10 days to take. Steroid? I don't know. Steroids? No, I don't think so. He didn't give you a shot, though, didn't he? That was the... It sounded like his connection to you physically was better than a shot. No, this, yeah. If you had gone just to a regular medical doctor. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is I went to the, is, before I went to the physical therapist, oh, I went to right. the medical doctor. And all he, and he did was. go see the therapist. No, I booked the therapist before oh. at the same time. And so the medical doctor, like, moved my arm all around and had me push his arm in different ways and decided that said you're hurt i wasn't particularly weak in any particular direction nor was i in pain and with any particular movement which i already knew and i already told him but he checked me out and he gave me the anti-inflammation meds and so i've been taking that and then over the weekend i i went through a little bit of withdrawal but i managed to not use the computer at all over the weekend and that's helped i think smart and not even to do research into our upcoming vacation or anything like that oh. in general i think we're doing okay but it's well, a that's bit, good. I I'm going to be about you. I was a little worried because when you can't work, it gnaws at you. It certainly gnaws at me. Yes. Yes. It, it, um, yes. It, it feels so, you feel so useless, right? It's like my well, mind is, you know, is at work, it, but I can't actually produce the work. Do you have a hard time relaxing and just doing nothing? I'm pretty good about doing nothing. Are you? Uh, I'm not. When I want to say, okay, I'm done for the day, I'm going to. I'm going to just watch TV or something. I can do that. But when I wake up the next morning, normally like my mind is thinking about ways I can make projects better and stuff, which I guess is similar to what you're describing. Yes. 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 And well, I have so many fucking projects that like, yeah, I would love to put 10 or 15 hours into to advance them, but I can't find it. It takes 47 hours to edit this podcast, which <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, so I see uh, positive signs that we have we have a cadre of committed listeners. How is our patronage coming along? Is it still at I mean, the high level that it was established at? We can afford maybe one beer each episode, I think, is where, we are, where we're at. 
which I want you to keep my portion. As I'm sure you're already keeping a portion, so this would add to your stolen portion. None of it pays for the actual domain name or anything every year. But hey, if someone is listening to this, hello, you there. Patreon.com slash happy hour. Just five bucks a, uh, a month. It doesn't have to be every week. We should, we should, we should just tell Puck, uh, the Pud to do it right now. Challenge well, him. Cashy doesn't know what to do with, I imagine. Sure he does. Sure yeah. he does. He just so, drink one less beer a week. Down to 23. Yeah, we'll get him to just uh, to, to hey, So you know what I did the other day? I meant to tell you this. What'd you do the other day? So I finished up the fence. Finished up the fence. Put on the gate, the, swing, the sliding gate. I put the, the, the little tin roof over the top of it and put on the door handles and the black door handles and the final bracing. And it slides with one finger. In fact, if you don't prop Smooth. it open with this tiny little wedge that I built... Just the perfect wedge to keep the door from rolling. If you open the door and leave it within a few seconds, it will slide to the middle. Mm. It's that loose. It's just that free. And uh, so got all that done. You just sneeze. And, and did as I wanted to do, which was awarded myself with my first golf outing of the week. Oh. Which I was committed to playing nine holes at a local course. Didn't actually know it would happen till the day of, which was a uh, Sunday, perhaps. Or Saturday. I think it was Saturday. And so I took what I could get, but when I went online, I, I had no choice but to sign up for 18 and thinking when I got there that I'd say online didn't let me do. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to give you 30 bucks for 18, which isn't very much, but I'll give you 20 for nine or whatever it is because I haven't played yet this year. But when I got there, it was nice and cool and cloudy, sunny and great weather and was on the putting surface and started making some real long putts and lag putts. And, wow, mm-hmm. this is coming yeah. back. Pulled back and in. I joined up. I just paid for the 18. Paid up for the 18th. The people ahead of me were so slow, thankfully, no one behind me, that I ended up dropping a ball down every shot until I made a reasonably good shot, which would take sometimes two or three shots. But I had five balls in my pocket. So while I was waiting one time for you used three all five. guys ahead of me. Admit it. One time you got down to the last ball. Oh, yeah, many times, yeah. And because I haven't played and I'm spraying it all over and I'm, I'm chili dipping and doing this and that and the other... But to my gratification, I did find a shot. I did the same thing with my putts, which I do when I play in a regular match, is that I putt till I make my putt, if I can, uh-huh. within four or five tries. But anyway, so I hit some good shots. By the time I got to nine, I had hit the ball not nine times four or five, right, right? but nine times ten yeah. or twelve. So what I thought times. initially would be exhausting just to play a normal nine I played at least three times. I played at least the equivalent of 27 holes in terms of how many times I hit the fucking ball. Right. I was absolutely beside myself in just, I can't play anymore. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I got to quit. And I gladly donated the cost of the 18 against the nine because the place is back in business again. But you got your money worth. In great shape. Oh, I love it. I was happy. I was happy. And I hit a couple of pars, realistic, one off the tee, second shot on, and actually played a couple of pars. So as long as I see that over the course of nine, and that I do find the right club. I had a hard time at a 150 yards out shooting uphill. One was too much. Too hard. Two other clubs were too little, so I fucked that up a couple of times. But it was really interesting to remember just how grueling and difficult the game is. And I watch golf incessantly. I'm, I watch every weekend. Yeah, we and, need to talk about and, that. I'm amazed at the, the young blood that, that comes up. And you hear about your your, your boy. I know. My, John Ray. He was winning the fucking tournament. He it was, was winning by was, a margin, man. He, he was going to make millions of dollars. By a margin. And then boom. Positive COVID. Get your, pack your bags. Out. I don't know of any. So I watched the rest I don't of know of any COVID result that has caused that much of a 
financial catastrophe. Like not directly on a one on one. That that there yeah. aren't that many sports that are one on one. Most right. of the team sports, tennis would be another one. But but the remarkable thing that happened after the tournament was the playoff between twenty six year old Morikawa and twenty nine year old ended up winning it. I think his name is Bradley. These are young dudes, man. Twenty six, thirty two. Between the two of them, they've won a couple majors. Morikawa won what was it, the U.S. Open? Not too long ago? Young yeah, dude. Yep. He's on pace to, at his age, to get more blah, blah, blah. And each of them made mistakes at the same holes again and again. That kept them never more than one stroke off. It that was makes, amazing. That makes for to some see. great TV. This, is their, this was their B game on what's for me to say, but in a couple of, let me put it this way, in a couple of holes, their apparent A game failed them. In a couple of holes, they were definitely playing a game golf. But Morikawa is twenty four. Twenty four? Are you sure? Uh, he was born in nineteen ninety seven. How crazy is that? You were already going to the Myrtle Beach Classic, and when he was born, that's pretty yeah, messed up. Yeah, yeah. And I've done so much better over the years. Oh my god. Yeah. So it was. He won the PGA who, won that, who won that tournament then? PGA Championship. Who won this thing last week that John had to drop out of? I don't know. Oh, no, the Kiowa one is the crazy one that, that filled It was in Ohio. This was Dublin, Ohio. The, but this the, Jack Nicholas Memorial. The previous winner of the PGA Championship, which is a major, was this Morikawa. And that's the one that, that Phil won this year at yes. age it, 50. The oldest player ever in the history of golf to win a major. Did you know that? Yes. Now oldest golfer to ever win a major. Yep. He's a... That's amazing. Living in Spain, I both miss golf and watching golf on TV. Like, I, I enjoy that when I'm stateside. Because it's, it's at a weird hour for me. It would be like at oh, oh, oh. 10 p.m. Or, or midnight, I would have to be watching the final of the Masters or something. Right. Which I've done a couple of times, but right. it's just not worth the right. effort. But if it's a thing that's on... Well, I typically get my work... On Sunday afternoon or whatever, then... It's, well, Saturday and Sunday are good to watch. Yeah. Friday's a bit early, but I will get my physical work, physical labor out of the way by 2 or 3 in the afternoon and ready for a late lunch and right. you know, maybe even a beer and be done for the day. And there's nothing like turning on the PGA Tour and, and watching whoever is left. Yeah, and it's it. such a... It's amazing. It's such a, it's such a great ambient thing to have on the TV because you don't have to pay attention yes. to every single shot. But... When something happens, you can perk up and go and see what just happened. But it doesn't, you can still be doing your well, laundry or whatever. I, I meant to tell you that as far as how Kalamazoo is, it's very hot. I don't know if I said that to you on air, but it's been in the high 80s, even 90s. And hot. the rain then now has started every afternoon about three o'clock for the past two or three days before that. It's just no rain. And the deer, who where there's a very large herd of deer in our neighborhood. And I've seen as many as 20, 22 deer together in one herd. Okay. Now, a quarter of a mile from here in the woods and so they spread out over the evening and they all go in a pattern that's certainly worth studying but they spread out and they each go their route and so they cover several square miles when the herd spreads out to go foraging in the night mm-hmm. deer tend not to forage in groups because obviously it's why do you need competition and so you see major deer trails where the whole herd goes and you see these individual deer trails where the same deer night after night or night goes one of them or more than one jumps over our four-foot fence mm. every night with ease from a prone standing position. I've seen them. They're just standing there looking, and the next thing they're on your side of the fence. They just bounded <laughs> over four feet. Yeah. And my wife bought some plants, 
and they're picky for whatever reason, you know, whatever attracts or detracts them. And a couple of plants, they ate every single flower off the plant. And in one particular plant that I'll remember the name of when I don't have to think of, it was two feet high bought because it was a $16 plant. It was, you know, the six inch or eight inch pot, not a small little starter pot. And planted it where she had said in her garden spot. And the deer came in and ate it down halfway to the nub. Damn. But only a couple of plants they're doing this to. And they just call them like rats of the forest because they're pests. Yeah, you hear you, you hear that uh, a lot. I say that a lot about certain animals. They were there like rats. Raccoons and are, wasn't it, are, are one of one such. Wasn't it like four episodes ago when you were telling me about this invention that would like spray the deer to, to just fuck with their minds whenever they came close? Well, and I couldn't find one. The place that, listen to this, this interesting point. I go to the store where they were sold, Menards. They were sold. And I say, people I know bought this here. It doesn't seem to be on the shelf. Where is it? And the guy says, I will check. He goes to check. And not only do I notice that there aren't any on the shelf, but there's actually not a clear spot where they should be, not a labeled spot. And he comes back and he said, yeah, we had them, but we sold out and we didn't reorder them. And I said to him, let me get this straight. You sold out of something and then you took it off your merchandise order? Clearly no one wants this. And he said, apparently, he said, I'm just telling you, I'm just, I'm just telling you, man, you know what I see here on the screen. So unfortunately, we don't sell it anymore. What and it, who knows what that's all about. But that's as far as I went. I kind of gave up from there. But I'll go to the local hardware store and order one. What if you went to try and get one? That's and what I got, need. What if you went to try and get one and you got sprayed with water? Would it deter me from buying it? No. In fact, that'd be a good test. Before you go to the store, you dress up your forest because they're in such high demand. Right. You're forced to dress up like a deer, and see if you can muster. See if you can see if you can stand it. That you don't bolt at the first sign of a spray of water. I am a deer. Spread your spread your your knees. <laughs> yeah. We we don't have any pest. Problem. Actually, we our pest story for this week is that my son was invited up to his best friends grandparents garden to play for a bit with his best friend and another second best friend and they spent five hours up there running around and when i went up to get them they were playing badminton which involved mostly trying to hit each other with the badminton rackets and then at some point they had a an actual hatchet that they were like cutting things with which they're only eight but i guess Uh. if you survive your eights (laughs) with all your limbs having played with a hatchet then I guess you're good to be mad. I have a remarkable and long life. Otherwise, but, maybe not so much. But anyway, so we went up to to get up and had a couple beers with the parents there and came back home. And the next morning, his both his ankles were all super swollen. Like he had been ah. bitten by some sort poison of... Poison ivy. One would think... I don't know that we have poison ivy here, but we certainly have poison plants. But he was to the point where he couldn't really walk. Like he was very hobbled. And so we took up to the doctor, and because I went early in the morning, when I pressed the button to get a number that I was going to be called, rather than when I went later in the day with my arm hurting, it didn't take a fucking hour to get my number called. I was called in within five minutes, and when I was called in, the person there heard what I heard my my problem, and what they gave me was the promise that a doctor would call me later that day. And I was like, okay, thanks. So then an hour or two went by and I finally got a call from, from the doctor and I explained what had happened. And then she gave she told me to come in one hour later with my son. And so I came oh, in one okay. hour later. The same and, day. Yeah, same day. 
so it's pretty pretty quick but also like feels like it could be quicker but and then we had to wait there for 30 minutes like we got there right at the time that she t- told us to be there and 30 minutes later we got called in and anyway he was given some antibiotic and cortisoid uh, cream to rub on, mm-hmm. on the affected area regardless of what it was the doc the doctor said that it was probably some sort of spider because she said it looked like if you had told me that there was a moment when the boy was like in pain and crying and running around she would have sworn that, that it was like a scorpion sting like it was in line with that sort of level of poison except injection for that fact that he didn't except that he, he didn't, didn't notice so we did she was, rule out specifically a poisonous plant did she say there was a specific point of entry that sort of turned into a little blister it was a sting of some kind yeah, yeah. okay so we're pretty it sure that could have been fire ants. Yeah. So we don't really know. but Rather than spiders. But So that day he was stuck on the sofa playing video games and watching YouTube, which is his, yeah. idea, his idea of paradise. You know the stat about spiders, right? You're never more than seven feet away from a spider in every direction. You literally are never not within seven feet of being surrounded by spiders, no matter where you are. Right. Or is that one spider within seven feet? Is it a, are, you, are you with me? Are you, are you, is there a web of spiders around you or just one? Within seven. A web of spiders. Yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing if you're on the International Space Station, you're probably pretty well away from spiders. But yeah, well, that's, that's one of those of things. 300 million, right? That That's one of those statements that is not really falsifiable because prove it. Prove that you're not. Well, no, but there is research that it stems from. So you don't. True. That research isn't going to be absolute, but it'll have a certain degree of strength. Yeah. Is that the gold level of fidelity or the bronze level or the silver level of I fidelity? would also doubt how much research is actually there. I bet you there's more because than Because that feels imagined. very much what could like... Be more spi- what could that, be more important than, than an insect that is within such amazing proximity to every human on the face of it? See, this is I where I have to come back and... of spiders. This is where I have to come back anything. and say that insects, that spiders are not insects, but nah, they're, they're, they're an amphibian. Yes. I know that. They're an yes. amphibian. They're fungi. The, there's also this urban legend or whatever that you want to call it where people say oh did you know that like when you're sleeping like you swallow four spiders every year or something like that and yeah that's a, that's a thing that yeah. is also not falsifiable and is gross enough that you want to share it and therefore it gets shared <laughs> proof proof or no proof exactly so like my son has come to me with this and said did you know that this is true and it's based on what? It's the kind of yeah. it's the kind of uh, meme in the original sense of the word meme, which is just an idea that is so Im- so interesting that you want to spread it. And huh. it's it. It now morphed into something that's either that or is stupid enough that you want to spread. It. And so the whole I've I've heard the same thing about about rats that rats are always within ten feet of you somewhere. And okay, how would I, I know if that's true or not? I never heard that. I've well, never heard that. Maybe I, that's the thing that New Yorkers say. Are you making it up, or did you? Or is that really one that you've heard? That's really one that I've heard. Rats within 10 feet of you. Yeah. And you believed it? It's bullshit. I didn't believe it. True. I said that I heard it. So your confidence oh, that the rats you thing obviously, You obviously is believe it well enough that you're spreading it. You're no, we're on the topic of these bullshit things, but you're so confident don't, that don't the rat thing is me, false. Don't try to get me centered. Don't try to get me centered on what we're doing here. <laughs> what this is changing me <laughs> This is changing every second. But we just go where it takes us. Some sometimes further than other times. There's a flow. There's a flow. I'm, I'm, I want you I'm, to close your eyes. I'm, I'm close flowing. your eyes. I'm flowing. Close your eyes. I'm flowing. Okay. I'm flowing. I want you to think about a time 
when your hands were in something warm. Yes. I'm there. Warm, wonderful water. Yes. Then you wake up. Oh, man. I just pissed myself. Damn it. It's mother's milk. And then you cry softly. Whoa. I feel so infantile. (laughs) Hush. Hush now. I just want to sleep and play with my blocks. (laughs) Those are blocks. So, Dennis. Yo. Gusta. I think it's the way you say it. Gusta. Gusta. This. So, for the listener, I, I emailed Dennis this week and I said, so, what sort of new things should we watch on HBO? Because that's the only thing that Dennis is able to watch on. He gets Showtime Super Adult. And he wrote back... Hey, man, don't turn this into something else, man. And he wrote back, Grosta, which is this Swedish TV show. And I was like, okay. And I searched and I found it. And I watched the first episode. And then I watched a couple more. And it... What did you think of the... What did you think of the first one? What struck you in your memory? Why did you... What in the first episode made you for sure want to watch the next one? Well, I assumed that you had recommended it to me because you had watched more than one, but that was a false assumption. I hadn't watched any when I recommended it. Right, exactly. It's, it's very interesting. It's... The general premise is there's this psychologist, young man, who lives... I can't say by himself, who's... Just this young dude in in Sweden somewhere, and he's so selfless. That's the word that I always come back to with Yosta. It's he. First of all, in the opening few scenes, we discover that he is like letting some Afghan r- refugee man live in his house for unlimited time, apparently. And then later we meet his girlfriend, who is. Pretty. She's on the depression, needy, clingy side of girlfriend. Fascinating and, character, though, and I, I do yes. r- recall just for your imagery, the oddness of her climbing up on top of the rock in the woods and saying da 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 da, because she was truly happy at that moment. But up and down. Interesting character in that she wasn't just depressed; she was obviously like manic depressive and obsessively. Right? She can't live without contact with her boyfriend. And she's or watching natural habitat, or, or watching wild, uh, movies in the wild. Yeah, tigers kill uh, gazelle or whatever, and and a bear kill a fucking walrus. Right. Yes. A, a what? And it's but then like he goes into work and he's just he's doing his best as this psychologist for troubled youths, and he then uh, comes like he most people. Not so much in America, but in Europe, outside of supermarkets, there are often people begging for some coins or whatever that you've, the change of what you've just purchased or whatever. And right. he stops and says, well, what do you need? I'll go back in and buy you some food. In the meantime, hold on to my, to, to what I purchased as collateral, and I'm going to go buy you something. And just... No, he said you could have them because he replaced everything he gave her. Yeah, right. The bread, yeah. the snack. Just, and then like he discovers this woman that's having trouble getting home with her groceries and helps her. And it's just and she this, becomes abusive to him. Yeah, uh, uh, verbally abusive to him when he insists on being nicer and nicer. And her attitude is, "Get the fuck out of here! I'm going to call the police." Right. Which is your first impression, in my view, my first impression, that others thought what I was beginning to see 
which was this guy is over the top on this. Right. Yeah. And but it's the, just, the two scenes in that first episode that made me want to watch it back was the scene with the guy who tried to steal his bicycle yep. after he helped the woman into the apartment. Right. And that whole back and forth there that was hilarious. It was the first hilarity in what had been up until that point, just a dead serious yeah. observation of a kind of a likable guy. And you wondered, where is this going? Is it just going to be the sing-songy nonchalant observation? But then the woman got a cervix. And then the guy with the bike ended up being funny. And then I think it was in the first episode, maybe the second episode, no, where his later, father yeah. shows up. Yep. In the second what episode. A character. This is what he says. That I, I, it's in my notes where, my mental notes where he says early on in the episode, I don't want to impose. And this is just because he's knocking at the door. And then he puts him in the couch and he says, I don't want to impose. And But I can't stay in the couch. And he puts him in a settee and I don't want to impose. And then the guy goes up and what's his name? How do you pronounce it again? Character. Gosta or Yosta. Gosta. Or... Is it Joseph? Sure. Would it America? Sure. I don't know. He goes up in the attic and comes down, and then he puts his dad to bed. And while he's talking through having a little sex with yes. his crazy little girlfriend, dad comes in the room with a panic attack. And what he says before he climbs into bed with them is, I don't want to impose, but can I climb in bed with you for a while? And it's so absurd yeah. how he keeps saying that and saying that I thought, oh, man, this is going to be funny. Yeah. I... And that is dad. And so... Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like five episodes in, I think. And it is that it's this in the way that British comedy exceed, does well right. by being like socially awkward. This Re- yeah, realistically absurd. And like later, odd, there's a scene situations yeah. later. There's a scene at his work where the thing that goes unexplained in the very first few minutes where he's he's carrying on his bicycle, a rocking chair. He like ties it to his bicycle and takes it into work. Later, there's a scene where he's got this rocking chair in his office, and and he's in. He asks his patients if they want to sit on it, and some of them do, and some of them don't. But then one of his colleagues comes in and sits on it, and like rocks all the way back to the point where she feels like she's gonna fall backwards, and she gets very upset and decides that we need to talk to, to the administrator about this because this is too scary for our clients to be put through. Anyway, it's very good. I'm. I'm appreciating it a lot. And it's bringing back all 12 words of Danish that I knew when I lived in Denmark of, and the general structure of that language. And I swear there are so many little short sentences where it sounds just like English. Well, there hey, come here. are several places in the, there are several places in the early episodes where he's speaking English. True, true. To like, uh, the refugee. He's speaking English. Yeah. 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 And they all speak English because this is Why fucking is Sweden. That? Look, when I was in Denmark, man, I was 21, and I have this very distinct memory of I didn't speak any Danish, and it all just sounded like blah, 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 blah to me. And I remember one time I was waiting for the bus to go into work, and this fucking seven-year-old walked up, no parents around, to wait for the bus. And he said to me, and I, and I said, sorry, only English. And he said, oh, sorry, sir, do you know what time it is? And I was like, fuck you, little seven-year-old bastard that speaks perfect bilingual. bilingual. And it was just like, what? So every single, and the low, like the janitors and the, and obviously if a seven-year-old is speaking it, but the janitors and the bus drivers and every, everybody there spoke perfect English. If you had to ask a question, they would understand and answer, which is why I didn't really learn any Danish, apart from like reading right. pizza menus. 
but it though they all can speak <laughs> Those English. Those are the days. And even like his father later when his father talks to Ahmed or whatever the refugee's name is, his father can speak perfect English too. So it's just the yeah, way the Scandinavians yeah. are. I, I've got an episode or two in my future this evening, actually. Well, I don't know all what enjoy. else. A hunk of fish, perhaps. But um, hunk of fish. Good. I'm glad we. I, we, I did a little research on it and looked at some reviews, and and thought that it was quirky. I thought you know, it was quirky. So I'm, I'm thinking I, I need also like the Scandinavian farmhouse thing that was going on. Yeah, that was appealing to me. That he finds this old farmhouse and lives in it. And I'm thinking I need uh, bigger sideburns. No, because he's got these monster sideburns and this mustache. He does have mutton chops. He's got mutton chops and a goatee, a furry goatee. Yeah. yeah. And I'm getting ready for my first cross-state trip, going to State College, PA, to see my older brother. It's not cross. That's We've, uh, interstate. I guess that's interstate. Yes. Going to see uh, who? Michigan, Ohio. Let's see, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania. New York, and then, well, let's see, I'll go through New York. I'm going to skip New York, Ohio to Pennsylvania, six hours from Detroit. And I'm, I'm two hours from Detroit, and then there's another six. Eight. We raised a glass before for my, my sister-in-law, Liz. Let's do it again here. She this died suddenly one night. So I haven't seen him since then, so it'll be a grief-stricken, holy reunion. I have a Facebook friend that I know, I've never met in person, and I know her through a, through a friend who is who was one of my teachers in high school and he's never met her either but just being on Facebook and seeing crap that you that people different people post you get to know someone and her husband died this weekend of a heart attack unexpectedly sure. and it's just fuck I don't really know you I I in some Damn. weird way love you like a friend and right. fuck right. me so hither hither thither than gone tomorrow hither Hither, thither, thither. Then gone tomorrow. Then gone tomorrow. To wither, hither, and thither. Either. Either to wither, hither, or thither. Tick-tock. Tick-tock. Yeah. Hey, listener, as you're listening to this, you're slowly dying. Tick-tock. 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 You got the mama jumbo. Tick-tock. You got the pea stone pie. You got the mumbo jumbo. You got the pea stone pie. Where will that red hair come from? Oh, from the mumbo jumbo. You got the mumbo jumbo. See you next week, my friend. episode number 114 you can find the show notes with links to the movies and tv shows we talked about 
at happyhour.fm slash 114. And as we mentioned, it would really make this show a lot easier to make if you could go to patreon.com slash happyhour and buy us around. We would love to get feedback from you. You can send us messages there as well. And we'll see you next week. Thank you.